Hey now, hey now, hey now, welcome in. Welcome in. Guess what time it is? That's right, it's porch time. And I, I'm Miss McKinney. Thank you all for continuing to listen, for continuing to support. It's not possible for a podcaster to make it without you. So I thank you all so very, very much. Again, thankful to each and every one of my sponsors um, who have sponsored an episode, but we want to keep it going. So if you're interested in signing up for a sponsorship, please contact us at missporch2020 at gmail.com. That's missporch2020 at gmail.com. Lots and lots of exciting people. I've been able to talk to since we've been doing the I Am series, and this episode is no different. Um, Today, tonight, in this episode, you are going to meet an individual who was just simply tired of what he had been through all his life, and as a father of a young black male, he wanted to speak out. So please continue to listen as I introduce you all to Mr. Kevin Navers. Hey now, thank you for coming back on the porch with us again today, um, Mr. Kevin. So um, this is actually our second recording. Um, The first one we did was such fire that it lasted for over two hours. And so he's agreed to come back on the porch tonight and re-record. Thank you very much. And how's everyone doing? Wonderful. How about yourself? Excellent, excellent, excellent. So tell us a little bit about you. Um. I am a definitely a family man. I work hard, and again, I play harder. Um, I just want to make a change in my life, and if I can, I can change people's lives as well, and for the better, obviously. <laughs> obviously, and so, folks, how I came across this young man is he did an expi- a very um, inspiring talk or um, a very eloquent talk, shall I say, to our community um, back during George- the George Floyd incident. Um, it's something that our town had never seen. So it was absolutely awesome to be a part of that. And of course, I had to get to know a little bit more about that fire too. So what was the moment when you decided this was going to be it? Um, again, I really have had that fire in me. Um, it just didn't, didn't occur to me how important it was to bring it out, especially in the small town. And I hate to say it, but small white dominant town that pretty much view the racist and the um, discriminations and different things as non-existent. And George Floyd actually hit home. And it was that moment when I said I wanted to do something. I saw a lot of past history of people of color being um, shot, killed, um, mistreated. And it was that moment when Eight minutes and 46 seconds kind of took a toll on me. And I looked at my son and I was like, I have to change something and I have to speak up and be something. That is awesome. And so you said you've seen this type of behavior throughout your lifetime. 
Oh, yes. I've, I've dealt with it um, in St. Louis. I've seen um, the Ku Klux Klan running through, or not running, but walking through <laughs> with their ro- robes on, and my dad gathering the family and like, let's go. Not wondering or not knowing what was going on until we got home, and he had to have that, that talk. And sorry, um, it wasn't until me having to have that same talk with my son, it became real. So um, I wanted to do something because every time I look at my son, even wearing a hood, me and my wife tell him, take the hood off your head. Take your hood off your head. Unless it's raining, there's no reason why you should have a hood on your head. And we shouldn't have to live like that. But reality is, is that that's our society. And we have to speak up so we don't have to live like that. And, I, and you decided that you wanted to be the voice. And, of course, you said because you wanted to inspire your son as well. Mm-hmm, and I think that is pretty awesome. So what type of challenges have you had? Physical, mental, any? I've had... <laughs> I bet mental for sure. <laughs> well, mentally, I'm a strong-minded person. So um, I'm open for debates. I'm open for, which I tried to do round tables around the, um, the community, which was shot down because people thought that, oh, well, why is this person invited and why can't everybody be invited? When, you know, in reality, if you take four or five people at a time, everyone is being able to be heard well they thought things were being hidden and said wrong but physically people have like well i won't say physical but they have mentally tried to bully me and (laughs) i don't take that very serious i mean i don't take it very lightly and i'm only laughing because i just find it hard to believe that anybody can ever bully you um, but I understand what you're saying. You you feel like you're being made to be quiet. Is that what you mean? Exactly. And I won't uh-huh. sit down. Um, I, I won't. I won't sit down. I'm going to. I'm going to stand up for not only people of color, but people who just don't have a voice. And there's a lot of white individuals in this community that feels the same way, but no one wants to take a stand. Um, with me. I've had sidebars conversations on Facebook, instant messengers, whatever, saying, I understand what you're stating. I understand. I agree with you. Keep your voice. Do this and do that. And I appreciate that. The bad thing about it is I can't be the only one standing alone doing it. And I want to come out and push the other people to let's do this. Let's, let's be heard. Well, I am sorry that your roundtable conversation didn't get off to anything because, again, um, in the George Floyd march that you started or or that you spoke at, there were lots, there were way more of us that didn't look like us that were there than us. So I do agree with you when you say there's some voices that want to be heard. Um, I understand the mental part of it for me. I guess there are, I understand when you say there's things you want to speak up about, because there's definitely things I have to get off my chest too. Mm-hmm. So COVID, 
Has that been difficult for you and your family or for this purpose um, or no? It, it has. Um, it hasn't affected us as in the virus itself, but it has slowed us down in trying to be interactive within the community and interactive with people. Um, mm-hmm. My wife's mother lives out of state and she's elderly. Um, so even her, her her father as well. So when you talk about traveling and the kids going through and spending time with the summer, you know, summer, it, mm-hmm. it took a toll on trying to be out where people, you want to meet people, you want to shop, and you want to get people to know you. And it took a toll to be seen where you have to sit down. And now it's all social media and Sometimes that can be misconstrued. The, the the route that you're trying to take can easily be be misconstrued of your your motives. Elaborate on that. Because a lot of people are taking it where I want to be involved. I want to be able to get a voice out, but then it becomes. I don't know you and sometimes over text message, (laughs) social media can easily be um, taken as aggressive. Um, And so when you, you have people doing the aggressive um, bait, they think it's bullying. And then I'm like, Whoa, will it back? Cause I feel like I'm being bullied. Now I got one person (laughs) saying one thing and here, I got five people coming at me. So who's who's bullying who here? Right. I understand that. And so it sounds like your roundtable with um, all these individuals who want to participate would be a good thing, a good constructive way to sit down, discuss, talk, agree, maybe even disagree. Right. Um, but a good constructive way. I like that. It, it I, was, I hope that wakes up for you. It was great while it lasted. Um it was in a church and we didn't disclose the location until people actually volunteered to, to come see it. But then like it's stated, people thought that it was, you know, something just missing. And it was, it wasn't, it was something that just was needed to be supervised and maintained. And it's in a church. You want it to be, um, <laughs> discreetful and respectful especially being in a church. So no cursing and you want it to be civil. And a lot yes. of people were always regardless well, of whether it's in the church yeah, or not true. civil. Yes. Agreed. But people didn't want to um, abide by those things and it became a shutdown real quick. And uh, hopefully it, it can come back, but we'll, we'll see. Okay. All right. And so what are you, you've talked a little bit about the goals, maybe the round tables, um, what else do you see coming in the future? Um, for myself is I am looking to coach um, basketball. My son is in third grade. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to be a coach um, for his team. We'll see. They, the, the board has to vote on that. Um, other than that, just trying to get a, a word out, trying to let people know that this election has has hit a lot of people. And I think that if we all stick together, 
then we can come back to what America is really all about is this unity. And that's what I'm trying to do is unite this community. And hopefully we all can understand when it comes to racism, when it comes to unity and justice, we all can stick together and say what's wrong is wrong and what's right is right. Right. I agree with that. And for me, it's never really been about a color thing. Of course, I'm not naive. I know that I'm black. But to me, there's just good people and bad people. I don't know if I'm just simplistic like that, but that's just kind of how it is. They're good good and bad in all races um, is how I see it. And yes, I think if all good or even half good, partial good, we could all come together. We could definitely make some changes. Agreed, and I'm game to be part of that for right. sure. So last thing, good stuff. You've already said so many good things. What would be your message from the porch um, tonight? Maybe to the youth. You talked about working with the youth um, or anyone else. What is your message from the porch, please, sir? My message is, is to never lose your voice. Um, always mm. give yourself an opportunity to use your platform. No one never knows when that platform will come. But when you get it, you run with it. And if you lose it, then you'll always regret having that opportunity to um, understand what you could have changed and what you didn't change. So my, my message would be is to always stand up for yourself and what you believe in. Always believe in God. Always pray. Because if without him, nothing is possible. With him, everything is possible. So at this mm -hmm. moment, I think that if we all stick together and the youth especially, you speak up, get an education, know knowledge is power. I'm going to state that. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, <laughs> you know, just do whatever you can to make a difference in life. Choice equals change. Yes, I love everything about that. Let me jump on board with the amen. Amen. <laughs> I like thank everything you. that you just said. I thank you so much for coming back on the porch again. It will not be the last. Thank you. I, appreciate um, I hope. And um, again, thank you so very much for coming on the porch. And you guys take care. Be safe. And stay you blessed. do the same. Thank you. All righty. Bye bye. Thank you all for listening and joining us on this episode as we got to talk to Mr. Neighbors and hear his point of view and some things that have happened to him in his life. My heart goes out um, to any individual who takes on what's going on around us and takes that and wants to encourage a community. I wish him the best of luck moving forward. Again, thank you all for continuing to listen. listen. And if you are interested in being a guest on our show, if you're interested in recording an episode with us, please reach out missporch2020 at gmail.com. That's missporch2020 at gmail.com. Thank you all for continuing to listen and be blessed.